0: Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash,
1: And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own
0: terms. Class is in session. Welcome to the New School Success, ladies and gents. Uh, I myself am Nick Maytash, and I can't wait to get into the conversation that we're going to have today about no. authenticity. And to really kick off this combo and get it uh, not so much in the open air or or in theory, I want to come down to a story that Julian was informing me, informing me of uh, prior to hitting record today. I really think it's going to lay the foundation of some of the things that we're going to discuss today. So Without further ado, I'd like to introduce my co-host, sir. What is is your name over there? Oh, man. My name is Julian
1: H. Rosen. And remember, episode 18, I will tell you what the H means and all the power that that secret beholds. Mm. But this is episode not 18. But before this episode, because everything we share with you, fine people, it's to help you win at life, to help you build a life that looks good, feels good. You open your eyes in the morning and you go, yeah, this is This is pretty sweet. That's everything we're giving you is that you can use it and translate it into your own world. And so it's real life, guys. We're real people. And I was just telling them that, you know, I was at the gym the other day and I was, you know, foam rolling on a foam roller because I have the shoulders of an 80-year-old man and I got to get limber. So anyway, I'm uh, eavesdropping on other people like I normally do. And these two people are having a conversation. And and these are two able-bodied men that I – think are around my age. So, you know, I'm I'm assuming they're into the things I'm into. So I hear them talking and the one guy goes to the other, he goes, you know what? Gregory And all names are changed to protect the identity. So Gregory's not his name, but the guy goes, Gregory, I'm moving to San Diego. And I'm waiting for somebody to make a funny reference based on a movie, a Will Ferrell movie that I consider highly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say it. So I go, Sebastian. Again, all names changed to protect the innocent. I go, Sebastian, how do you translate San Diego? What does San Diego translate into? And again, for all of you at home that have seen Anchorman, like just chopping at the bit for him to say the one thing he needs to say. And he goes, I don't know, Saint Diego. And I just went Pfft that dude is probably not meant to be in my close circle of, of roll dogs. You know what I mean? Because we all expected him to say, what Nick, what does San Diego actually translate to?
0: It translates to roughly uh, in German. It translates to a whale's vagina.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the science is there to back that up. And so I just, I just, I just thought, man, I had to say something. I had to be like, "Dude, you never seen that movie? Come on, you got to see that movie!" Like, and I wasn't peer him or anything, but you know, I I I've been on a mission to be more of myself lately, um, and we'll talk about why that's so great and how that benefited me in the long run. And, and Nick will share his his way as well. But this is just a small story of you know, don't break character, guys and ladies. Stay, stay as yourself authenticity really it's a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot it's like synergy or marketing right and all it really means is you're you you know who you are do the things say the things be the things that you truly fundamentally believe in and some of those it's it's some of that could be just as as silly as humorously you know holding on to certain antics in life or, or whatever it is but we're going to talk a little bit today about you know why authenticity is so important because if you stop and think about it, and I think you would agree with me, Nicholas J. Ash, that it's a, it's a, damn it, that a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of fear in our life is caused because we're either afraid to be authentic to ourselves, we 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 fear the consequences, or you know there's there's all this pressure we put on ourselves to be seen or heard in a certain way and it just creates a whole big old mess in in our internal worlds which i think then manifests into our external world. And so i just think it would benefit you guys the amazing listeners to hear the truth on the truth
0: hmm. what do you think truth is always good i like truth and uh yeah. i mean true to your point you joking about anchorman may seem like a very Strange way to start a podcast episode and and to really dig into this idea of authenticity, but You couldn't help yourself like it, it came up in conversation Not even your conversation the one that you were eavesdropping on mm-hmm. but it came up in a conversation and immediately your mind the person that is you the person that is inside you is like That's an anchorman quote that somebody's got to <laughs> really follow up with here and yeah. um, and you didn't hesitate. And that's a beautiful thing because so many of us feel like, nah, you know, it's not my place or um, they won't understand. Or like, we get caught up in our head about what other people are going to think about us. So we try to be the person that we expect them to want in return. And that kind of front and mask that we put on it robs us of our individuality. We end up doing things that we don't want to do, and we resent ourselves, and we resent other people that kind of have um, steered us in this direction. When all we really had to do was show up as ourselves in the first place, and allow that to to play itself out. And you mentioned before, like there's a lot of fear that goes into why we don't act authentically, and it's it's that whole rejection of of other people. Nobody really enjoys rejection. But what I see authenticity as, and and sit back and really you know, feel into is if I am showing up as myself and I put that out into the world, yes, I will get rejected because I'm not for everyone and that's okay. But what is so, so beautiful about showing up authentically is when there isn't rejection and someone sees you for who you actually are and can acknowledge that and acknowledge that in you and honor that in you and really see it and stay with you with that in mind, you have the most genuine and real connection there is. On the other half of that though, if you're not showing up authentically and someone really genuinely thinks they're connecting with you, they're connecting with a fraudulent version of you and that doesn't play out as well as that authentic connection would have. So yes, there's gonna be rejection that comes with showing up as your truest self, but it's almost an amazing filter that you get to run through or run your life through that yes, you're going to filter out some people, but the people that do find their way into your world will be your people. And that's the most amazing gift you can give yourself in relationships, in business and so on. Like you want to do business with your people. You want to fall in love with your people, the ones that see you, honor you and, uh, and want to spend time with you genuinely and not just because of, you know, whatever front you were putting on beforehand. It's really, um, a different approach to authenticity. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 but there's going to be rejection. There's fear and all of that. But like, it's a beautiful, beautiful filter to live your life through. If you can just know that there will be people that see you and want to spend, you know, time and energy and and attention with you. And that's, those people are the reason you, you show up and do that because you get the most genuine, real connection from that. No, I'm saying Julian. Oh, cha feels Cha Definitely feels home. and, I'll tell it this way, right? Like it's so
1: much easier being you, right? Like think of how hard it is to try to overthink everything, like to, to how to overthink how everything, every little thing is going to be perceived, right? Like how's wearing this shirt going to be perceived? How is this social media post going to be perceived? How is, you know, whether I try to merge into this lane, how is that going to be perceived? Is this person going to think I'm a jerk for trying to pass right? Like, it is so easy to overthink all of this and and let really things that we can't control influence our moments here on earth and what i mean by that is you can't actually control how someone else feels right like right. you can do everything right and still piss someone off you can totally fall flat on your face and someone can still love you right like we're not the person that jumps into your brain and and, and, and pulls the neurological wiring that determines the emotional response you get, right? Like that is a power that belongs to the individual. So we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perceived a certain way, to be, be seen a certain way, to be, because we think that in some way, shape or form, somebody else is gonna, somebody else is going to think it's more valuable, more lovable, more likable. And, And it's funny, like we do this and we run ourselves ragged doing this sometimes when in reality, we don't even control that. Like we don't, we don't control how other people perceive us. We, we can dress a certain way thinking that, but like we're, we don't, we don't have that power to, to control other people's feelings. And so when you can take that pressure off yourself, then the only other option is, yeah, be yourself. And I think just and it, and it's really hard for a lot of people to conceive and it was hard for me at first to conceive it too because we've been just conditioned at such, such a young age that you know there's a right way and there's a wrong way and if even if the wrong way like even if you don't fit in this box like well well shit you better force yourself to fit in that box because that's the only box where you're going to receive love and validation and success and worthiness and what we're finding out now is like that's just not the case. Like if you look at a lot of these self-made successful people, it's because they intentionally doubled down on what made them them. Um, Even in the, you know, intentionally, intentionally against the grain because there's all these people, this tribe just waiting to jump up and say, Oh yeah, over here, same here. I think the same way as you think I've been, I've been dying on the inside. Waiting to say that I just didn't have the courage and here you are being authentic and doing it I'm gonna rally behind you. I'm gonna support you. I'm going to team up with you. I'm going to party with you I'm gonna have funny quotes with you, right? Like It's kind of like showing your true colors, right? It's like you can't find who's on your team if you don't show what jersey you're wearing If that makes sense.
0: Yes, I I mean listen or rewind that for a second My sports fans out there rewind that for a second and listen that back Like, you aren't going to be able to find your people unless you truly show up. And one thing that I like to say is, like, you're not allowed to complain about not having success in relationships or business or anything like, oh, I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying. But if you've never shown up as who you are at the core level, at at your intuitive, just who you have always been... No wonder you're not getting the the connections, the clients, the people that you want in your life because you haven't given that away yet, you haven't shown up in that jersey like Julian just said. you haven't shown up as that person, so of course people aren't reflecting back to you um you know the the relationship or the business or whatever that you desire because you haven't shown up as you, and you know we talked a little bit before we hopped on and hit record here about why that is and why we feel like we need to, to show up kind of in these, these uniforms, in these, in these masks that um, that kind of fit into that box that we've been conditioned that we need to fit into. And it goes back to, you know, that tribal piece of our our subconscious, the, the piece of our subconscious and our mind that says, you know, we don't want to be ostracized from the people that we look up to, that we love, that is our community, because that would mean, back in the day, Julian, what did it mean if you got ostracized from your group?
1: Oh, your ass got eaten, or oh, you <laughs> starved, right? Like, tens of thousands of years ago, yeah, if we said something that displeased our tribe and we got kicked out of our tribe, you, it was a lot harder to kill something and eat it by yourself. It was a lot harder to defend yourself. So literally, tens and thousands of years ago, rejection did mean death. And as great as the human mind is, it really hasn't evolved that much in the tens and thousands of years since that. So yeah, we're all still walking around subconsciously associating rejection with death. That's why when someone says like, oh, uh, you know, going out and meeting someone and and dating scares me to death or public speaking scares me to death. Like, yeah, it's not a euphemism. Like there's a piece of us deep, deep down that primal fear-based humanoid just that just wants to help you survive piece of you literally thinks you'll die if you do a Facebook live and tell the truth, or if you, if you stand up and finally say, I hate this job, I'm quitting, right? Like, or if you finally, you know, voice how displeased you are with something, right? You finally stand up and and declare who you are, declare what you actually want and and start living in accordance with that. So many people are afraid they're going to ruffle feathers. So many people are afraid that they're going to be negatively judged and rejected. And the reason why that, that carries so much weight, uh, if we let it is because yeah, our subconscious little primal lizard brain thinks that we'll be left alone and die. And here's the thing you won't. If you live like, if you're listening to this, you probably live in a country where like you can pretty much say and do most things within the, as long as it doesn't, you know, hurt anyone or steal their life savings. Right? Like we got some (laughs) liberties here. You can, you can get a little fresh with what you say and, and, and be and do, and it, so it's important to have that conversation with yourself. Why, 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 why do I feel this tension? Why am I so afraid of this? Because your caveman or cave woman self thinks you'll die. Now, if you can say to yourself, if you can exercise that internal power and respond, and say. Yeah, but the rules have changed. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be left alone and starve to death. There's a Chipotle right there. Like I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Like I'm, I am fine. Right? Like I'll be okay. When you can have that conversation with yourself and give yourself a little breathing room, you can then act. You can then say the thing you actually want to say. You can be the thing you actually want to be because we're all like, we're all us for a reason. Like Nick A. Maytash is Nick A. Maytash for a reason. And there's certain things, indistinguishable things that make him him certain beliefs certain truths certain struggles certain strengths certain fundamental things that just make nick nick Mm -hmm. and and i'm sure i don't want to speak for him but i'm sure there was a time in his life when he was suppressing some of those things and he was watering some of those things down and he was avoiding some of those things and i bet you it caused some yucky in there some anxiety some stress some some tension am i right nick am i close
0: you are so in the ballpark you could Mm -hmm. be the pitcher. Um, I was
1: thinking hot dog vendor, but oh, I'll pitch. Uh, I'll throw a couple dirty sliders. This is not a sex euphemism. This is purely baseball. This is good, clean fun. All right, but okay, cool. So
0: I've been there and I want to actually, I'll give you a very specific example. And it's been very recent that this has come to light for me. Love Um, Love it. Love it. Love it. It's uh, within my coaching business when I first started. So for those that are listening, Julie and I are both really awesome, amazing, powerful coaches that help people get from where they are to where they want to be. That's what we do. But when I first started my coaching business, and this is uh, still to this day, I am a men's life coach. I I focus solely on men. I work with men. Um, Really, my heart calls to, to working with men because I want the... The leaders of our world not to say that women can't lead they have obviously led and will continue to but the um the male figures that are leaders of the home leaders of the community i want them to be more heart-centered i want them to show up in more love and more light and more joy and that is why i work with men but that aside when i first started i was trying to fit into the box of what I saw on social media or in podcasts or in books as what a men's coach looked like. Now, let me briefly describe to you what a men's coach looks like uh, from the stereotype that I I was kind of building up within my mind at that time. I would look out and I would see males that were being aggressive towards other males, trying to basically boss them into and uh and kind of force them into certain things that they should be doing differently using fear-based tactics i saw them talking about the hustle and the grind i saw them talking about you know all of the the very not masculine things but more macho things talking about working out not for the sake of your own body but for the sake of the ego and it was just i would see this collection of of what i would consider to be macho not masculine these macho um men's coaches on social media and i was like oh if i want to be a men's coach this is probably the box that i need to fit in so i would post things and i would communicate in a way that was kind of in line with that i mean
1: you're uh, trying to play the game you're trying was, to play the game thinking was, that you had to wear that uniform
0: very true i was trying to play the game and it uh, it didn't really bring me a whole lot of success i had clients here and there it wasn't like i was nobody was busting down my door to be my client and then I would say right around the time I knew I was going to become a father, I, I kind of was reminded of who I really am in a way that uh, I couldn't unsee. So I've always been an emotional guy. I've always been very much in touch with the emotional side of myself. And you should um, see
1: Nick watch Remember the Titans. He yes. just he's a wreck from the beginning. I melt. To end.
0: I melt. But I've always kind of had this part of me that was emotional and my wife has lovingly called me a sap and like I, I do cry watching like This Is Us and things like that. And when my, my daughter was about to be born and then born, like I couldn't keep a cap on my emotional self anymore because just this little human came into the world that was 50% me and 50% my wife and I was just so moved and touched by that that I couldn't continue to put on this front of being this macho tough guy. It, w- it wasn't my thing. So I would kind of, I shifted in a sense personally because I became a dad and I always wanted to be a dad. It was part of something that I really wanted to have in my life. And through that, I started posting more about that and like the love that I had in my life and the joy that I had in my life and really bringing a more heart-centered approach to the way that I would communicate about my business and so on. And I ended up finding clients or clients would find me through a various amount of ways, but it always came back to they saw who I was and that was what resonated with them. It wasn't the, you know, the particulars of the coaching program. It wasn't the, the workbook that I gave them. It was just that they saw who I was showing up as and that resonated deeply with them. So they reached out. Now within this, I actually had a client uh, enroll with me just before kind of this transition happened for me. When I was kind of putting on this front and what was funny was throughout the entire time I was coaching him, I had this thought like, I don't think we're a great match for each other. Something isn't clicking here. Whereas with my other clients that had enrolled with me after I really dove into who I really was and and let that come out, those clients were just on fire. They were getting results. They were really digging into the work. They were very committed to it. And I, I was having zero pushback from them, but with this one particular client that I uh, that I got into my world just before, I, I kind of opened myself up. It just wasn't clicking. And I've now looked back in retrospect and understood that, like, he signed on with a different guy, and that's yeah. why our relationship wasn't clicking as as cleanly as um, my other clients that had had found me after my, my yeah. daughter was born and everything. And it was just such a very tangible example of how important it is to be who you are unapologetically because there is this part of me and everyone that thought if I showed up as this person and don't fit in the box that I see, then it's not going to work out for me. I'm not gonna get what I desire out of this. And my desire for my coaching business was for it to be a relative success and be able to bring in money for my family and to serve and impact and all that stuff. And I said, I'm a men's coach. I have to be this tough guy. I have to be this macho guy. And then, you know, when I decided to like let go of that and just be myself for a little while, there was a part of me that feared this Mm -hmm. not going well. And that was actually the thing that opened up my business to actually bring in people that were my people. And it's been ever since that little switch, not that, you know, I'm building castles on a hill somewhere that I have that much money coming in, but in terms of my business being consistent and i have the right people in my corner and i have uh men that are really committed to what my mission is which is like i said uh, creating a world with more open-hearted men who are leading with love and so on those are the guys that i'm working with now and it's just a, such a beautiful example of authenticity everybody wins went. Everybody everybody went. Went. yes yeah yeah and the the truth the truth
1: Like, again, I don't know if it was that Tom Cruise movie or the Bible or whatever, but the truth sets you free, right? And because think about how beautifully simple that is. There's the truth and then there's everything that isn't the truth, right? Like, uh, it's like being a vegan, right? Like, there's things that are vegan and then there's things that just clearly aren't. There's no gray. You're like... it gets rid of all this decision fatigue and all of this overthinking it's, it's you or it's not right. And the more you can align your thoughts and your behaviors and what you say yes to and what you say no to with who you actually fundamentally are like people need to, I, if you're a listener, I want you to understand like this life will reward you. Mm-hmm. I get it. We've been taught like, Hey, keep your head down, go through the motions Monday through Friday. On the weekend for a little bit, yeah, you can let your hair down and be yourself. But hey, when Monday comes along, like straighten that shit out, cut that shit out, right? Like, but that's not true. You because when and I, I I I just like Nick. I went through the same exact thing where I thought you know I I had to whoever I was was fundamentally just not enough, so I had to water it down. I had to I had to add shit, add fake stuff to it. I had to hold back certain pieces that people could perceive as flaws, right? Like I had to fake it. There's certain things I had to fake. And I just thought that that's how that's, I also had to play the game. If I wanted to be successful, I had to pretend I was these things and suppress these things. And just like Nick, the more I was able to be like, no, like I battled with depression. I battled with anxiety. I, you know, like, even though I'm, and I'm using air quotes, right? Like, even though like on paper, things look great right now. Like I still battle self doubt. I still battle unworthiness, right? Like I still battle these fundamental human emotions that are embedded into our psyche at times. Right. And just like Nick, the more that I've been able to talk about that and portray myself as that, not as a victim, but like as someone who gets it and understands it, because he's been there, not someone who's perfect on a pedestal who's macho and immune to pain and weakness. People are like, Oh dude, you're a human being. Like, I definitely jive with what you got going on, right? Like, I like what you're about. And when you can start living by that code where, like I said, it's, it's, it's either the truth or it's not. It's either the truth or it's a lie. It's either you or it's a lie. It's either you or it's some watered down you. And the best part is like, we all have this internal GPS that lets us know. Like we know when we're being true. We know when we want to say something, Right. Like we all, like when you get that fire in your gut, you're like, Oh, I really, I want to stand up for myself. I don't think that's right. Or, Oh, this is awesome. I want to let this person know how awesome it is. Or, Oh, I would like for some reason I'm moved to compliment the server at Starbucks. Right. Like, even though she may think I'm weird, like something about me, just, I think she's having a bad day and I want to reach out and give her a sincere compliment and make eye contact, even though people don't do that. Right. Like (laughs) we get these, these, these powerful spurts of authentic goodness that are trying to bridge the gap from inside of us to outside of us where everyone can see them and engage with them. And it's so life becomes so much more fun and easy when you let it out and start living like it's okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, everything that you just said obviously resonates with me. Cause I, that similar to this, this story that I just shared, but yeah. you're listening to us right now and you're like, well, it, it worked out for you guys. You guys chose to be, quote unquote, authentic, and you got lucky. And I, I just want you to understand that it's not, it's not luck. It's not that it was mere coincidence that the two of us experienced opening up to who we actually were and, and didn't fight those urges of, of our intuition anymore and allowed them to kind of inform us instead of uh, be like these little ghostly things that we ignore. It was our decision to trust in that and trust in ourselves and know that whatever it was that was speaking to us and was kind of, you know, boiling up or bubbling up under the surface of who we were was important to hear. It was just that we trusted it. So if you're listening to this and thinking that we are the exception or anything of that sort, please just understand that there are plenty of people that have similar stories when they stopped worrying about what other people thought, what the box was that you're supposed to fit in or being rejected and just were like, screw it. I'm going to be more me. And let that flow, it is where not I'm not gonna say this is a fix-all for everything in life, but if you're looking to live a life that is more full because you're actually showing up as who you are, this is a big thing. Like you can't ignore that inside voice that's saying, Hey, this is who you are. Do it. (laughs) And and you quiet that, and the more that you reject that, the more resentment you're gonna have towards yourself because you haven't opened yourself up to really live in what you're supposed to live in.
1: Yeah. And one of the, the more I learned about Albert Einstein, the more I'm like, this dude just had it all figured out. Like we like growing up, it was just a, like a hyperbole for being smart. Like, Hey, you're some Einstein, but like sure. this dude just, he had such a fundamental understanding of, of, of consciousness and of just being and of, of the quantum universe, like the building blocks of who we are, what we are, why we're here. And one of like the quote that I love from him is he's like, knowing what I know, he's like, it's just so abundantly clear to me that like, God's not up there playing dice or the universe or, or source, whatever you want to call it. Right. Like this isn't an accident. None of this is random. And for Mm -hmm. me, like, that means that I'm not random, right? Like I'm me for a reason and Nick is Nick for a reason and listener one and listener two and listener a thousand. You are you for a reason. And the things that light you up and excite you are you for a reason. And the things that you know are fundamentally right and fundamentally wrong are there for a reason. And the things that call on your heart are there for a reason. The shit isn't on an accident. And I don't know how your story's going to unfold, but I know it's going to unfold in a benevolent way when you start to say, Yeah, I am here on purpose and the things that make me me are mine on purpose and I'm going to start aligning my actions like that. I'm going to start acting like I matter. I'm going to start acting like the things that I really authentically want matter. I'm going to start acting like the things that I know are true matter. And when you can start living that way, you allow, you open the door for life to unfold for you in a really nice, cool way.
0: Yeah. And if there is any pushback on your part, listener, Greg, Jeffrey, Jeremy. Lisa,
1: Max. I know you're listening, Lisa. I know I got the update saying Lisa is listening. So I know you're listening, Lisa. We love you. Thanks for the amazingness,
0: Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. If you have any pushback, I want you to take a second, like, take a deep breath and think of three people you admire. If you can't think of three, find one and ask yourself, do I admire this person? for their skill set or do i admire this person because of the way they show up in the world and more often than not there are plenty of people with skills skills are important please don't ignore them you still need to build a skill set but the people that you admire you probably admire because of how they own who they are and show up unapologetically Like They might have the same exact skill set as somebody else, but just the way that they step into it and perform within that skill set and how they own who they are at their core, that is what draws you to them. And if you're looking for people, clients, whatever, to draw themselves to you and kind of really be magnetized by who you are, it is not going to happen by you trying to put on a costume of someone else. It's not going to happen by you trying to manufacture some human being that you think is going to fit in with the people you want to be friends with. It is going to be by you just saying, F all of it. I'm going to step into who I think that I am. And you have plenty of evidence and research from just knowing yourself for years. Step into that because that is why we admire people. It's because they are owning who they are without apology.
1: That is true. That is true. And when I look at my circle, I see more and more people like that. And it's awesome because I'm stepping more and more into that, right? And like attracts like. So it's like, man, when you're authentically owning and loving everything about you, you're going to attract people who are doing the same, but who also see that in you and acknowledge that in you and appreciate that in you and encourage that in you. And it's just nice. Like, the, this whole podcast got started because Nick and I were having a lot of conversations about a lot of the douchey people we saw kind of in the online success entrepreneurial world. were like, remember when we thought we had to do that and it felt gross and it wasn't fun. Like, and then we doubled down on ourselves and what we knew was true and really amplified that and things went well. Like we should probably share that message with people because there's probably a lot of other people out there who are like, man, if I want to be successful, I have to be like Gary V and grind for 18 hours a day. That, that doesn't seem fun, but I want to be successful and that's what I got to do. Mer, mer, mer. There goes my individuality, right? Like, no, 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 no. Like, you, you're you for a reason. And you have this internal GPS for a reason. And when you learn to listen to it and act on it, life has a really cool way of rewarding you for that and working out for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. True that. So, so, whether it is a. Uh, you know, way of living or a interest that you have or a career that you want to chase down, or frankly, if it's just an anchorman quote that you want to share with someone at the gym, even though it's
1: a whale's vagina
0: (laughs) and it's not your conversation that's going on, but you just feel compelled to be a part of it. Do it because it is it's back to the beginning of this episode with Julian's story. Like, he knew as soon as the person didn't respond with the anchorman rebuttal of a whale's vagina, that that person wasn't his person. And how wonderful it is that Julian didn't have to spend more time trying to get to know this guy because he knew that if he wanted to be friends, this is kind of a requirement. And that's okay. You might not be an anchorman person, and that's fine. But you can find your people by just simply living as you Not being all uptight about, like, oh, I don't know what everybody's gonna think when I, like, forget all of that. Just show up as you. You're gonna be able to filter other people out and you're gonna let other people in that you know are going to be the most genuine people for you. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And I'm not
1: saying you got to be a huge Anchorman fan to be my friend, right? Like oh. he just, the way that he looked when I said Wales Vagina was just very off-putting or he seemed <laughs> off-putting. I said, you know what? <laughs> Maybe We weren't meant to be each other's roll dog, home dogs. And that is totally And yeah, that's fine. fine, right. Right? Because that frees up more space on my roster for more home dogs and roll dogs. Home dogs um, and roll dogs. Of all shapes and sizes. So as we wrap up today, the big takeaway here is the next time the real you speaks up from within, let that version come out and play. Say yes. what you know you want to say. Do what you know you need to do. And here's the thing. Fear will jump in because remember, fear thinks you'll die. Fear thinks you'll, you'll get rejected and then mauled by a water buffalo. If you mm-hmm. can have that conversation with yourself and say, eh, not too many water buffalo walking around, like I'm going to take my chances of living a life that I want, boom. You've just flexed your internal power muscle and it's on its way to getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So expect a little ickiness, expect a little fear because we're human beings and we're wired that way a little bit, but you can override it. And the more you do it, just like any skill, the easier it gets.
0: Yes. So stop fronting, stop putting on a mask, be who you are. And if any of you know, Ron Burgundy and wanted to get him to sponsor this show, please make the connection for us because he's
1: living in San Diego. He's living in Wales vagina.
0: (laughs) That is his his habitat.
1: So where can the listeners, uh, where can the listeners find you, Nick, if they want more unadulterated, pure Nick May Tash content?
0: Oh man, where can they find me? They can find me on Instagram at at Mm. Nick underscore moving past mediocre. You can find me on Facebook at, uh, well, my name's Nick Maytash. You, you should be able to find me. I've actually become a little bit more active on LinkedIn, Julian. So if you want to look me up on LinkedIn, you can look up, uh, Nick Maytash on there. I'm sure you can find my, my silly face doing videos and posts and such over there, but where can they find you Julian and all your gloriousness? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Julian underscore fearless life. That is Instagram. Now, lots of cool video content coming out there. Also, if you want a nifty little takeaway right now, if you want a little mindset upgrade right now, you want a little bit of coaching right now feel free, I would go to livethefearlesslife.com slash free training. Got some, some extra video content and takeaways there because I'm not on LinkedIn, Nick, but I needed to say two things because you said two things. <laughs> That's fair, I understand. <laughs> so, um, also, 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 People, people, reviews, reviews make the podcast world go round. And if Nick and I have any chance at meeting Oprah, we need like a thousand five-star reviews. So please take 90 seconds, like, and subscribe and leave a review just saying how handsome we sound, how, how, how smart we are, how... How well manicured our hairlines are, just stuff like
0: that. Definitely something you can hear through a podcast. The hairline is always very prevalent. I have none. And uh, as always, if you could just share some of this stuff on social media, whether it's a takeaway that you got from it, um, Julian and I both enjoy us some Instagram stories. So if you were to take us... Oh, a tag us and, we, and will, we, tag will, us.
1: we will blow you up. We will, we will put you on our stories. We will feature you. We will light sparklers and, and <laughs> it'll just, just, yeah, shout us out.
0: Yeah, do all the things, do all the things. But until next time, our friends... Uh, all of the thousands, millions, and billions of listeners that are listening to this—we
1: hit—we hit two trillion today. So that's, the, that's pretty big, right? We are big on two.
0: the rise. So, of the two trillion that are listening, if somebody could just leave a review, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but until you go and do that, just be yourself, unapologetically. Quit. We like you. We do. We enjoy you. We don't know you specifically, but whoever's listening to this, we—I know you know I know you,
1: you. know you. <laughs>
0: All, right, All friends, right, we'll see you on next, the next episode. the next lesson. <laughs>